Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Uh, Mr. Fryer, let's go. Well, we're moving on Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. But these were the types of questions that they were asking, and they wanted to kind of get a sense of which of the following. This is where I thought it got a little personal. Which of the following best describes your gender identity? It's like that's an interesting question for them to, to ask. Male is what I went with. Then it gives you the, hey, what are you? What are you? Are you black? Are you white? Are you neither? Are you both? And then it asks this one. What is the highest degree or level of school that you've completed? Master's degree. And then it asks me about my income. And I was like, hey, that's a bridge too far, Major League Baseball. Then they were like, that's not far enough. Watch what we do with this next question. Do you consider yourself to be a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, or a member of the third party? I was like, hey, baseball, it's none of your damn business. And then I answered the question. Then this question, which of the following best describes the state of your personal finances over the past three months? I put about the same. They're really, they're digging. I'll give them that. Make me a bicycle, clown. And they're digging for answers as the two sides get together today before they have to cancel more games. Base drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes. I appreciate you sticking around for all of this silliness that we've done today. We're going to get serious. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is staying a Packer, and that's not great for anybody in the NFC North, especially the Bears. And the Bulls are on a five-game losing streak, which is not enjoyable at all. Cody Westerlin is going to join me to talk about that next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. We gotta figure out how to win some of these games. I take me into Marvel's anybody in the, in the entire world. I feel strongly about that. And I still do. But you know, that doesn't matter if you if you don't win games. So 
we obviously have to start going out there and, and put some of these uh, put some of these W's up. I mean, last night seeing Embiid and Harden, I might want to take them right now, or Jokic and anybody, or Giannis and Middleton. This stretch that the Bulls have been on has been hard to watch, and there's been a lot of stuff. It hasn't just been the defense. I actually think some of the offensive stuff has been as troubling. Cody Westerland does a great job of covering the Bulls for us here at The Score. You can read his work on 670thescore.com. He is in the studio with no cable as we speak and joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. <laughs> Circa Resort and Casino out in Las Vegas has a tremendous sports book you should go and hang out there and have a good time and then report back to us and let us know how fun a time you had cody what was the most difficult part of watching the bulls lose their fifth straight probably just knowing what joel Embiid was going to do last night for the 76ers and then he went out and did it the bulls actually played a pretty good stretch of defense against Embiid and the 76ers in the first eight minutes of the game or so they'd only given up 18 points had that seven point lead and then Tristan Thompson went out of the game the Bulls double teams were not effective after that they were out of position and the big guy went for 43 points as he always seems to do against the Bulls I know people have been mentioning like it was a smooth easy 43 you know like it didn't even really seem stressful and that's just the case for the Bulls these days against Embiid who's 11-0 in his career against the Bulls and just against the 76ers this year who swept the Bulls, who cannot beat elite teams uh, so far this season. What's the latest on Vooch? Vooch has hamstring strain, technically, so a little tightness in his hamstring. That's why he was questionable and then a late scratch before the game last night. Status uncertain as the Bulls visit the Pistons on Wednesday night. Sounds like it's not long-term. Billy Donovan went out of his way a couple times to to say it isn't serious, but that doesn't mean he's going to play Wednesday. So it sounds like it could still perhaps be a few more days, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's once again a, a game-time decision really on Wednesday as well. I know that it would be really easy for us to just look at the way that MB kind of does whatever he wants to do, and now you've got the great screen roll game with him and Harden and say, well, obviously the Bulls don't have anyone that can defend the basket against Embiid, and no one can defend the basket against Embiid. I'm also a little troubled with their perimeter defense, and, and I don't mean just on the ball stuff. I mean rotationally. Like The looks that, that Yang and, and Thibault got yesterday were kind of easy, open looks that they were able to knock down. Yeah, I honestly thought just as big of a problem as Embiid was, James Harden going for 14 assists was obviously a huge deal. That's a big number. And Harden didn't shoot well at all against the Bulls. So you look at it and you're like, oh, Harden had 16 points on 5 of 15. But he pretty much rolled into his strong side, left side on that screen and roll again and again and again and got wherever he wanted. And the benefit for the 76ers wasn't necessarily in Harden's stat line, but how open everyone else was. And sometimes that's because obviously the Bulls had to come over and play help defense, which then gets back to your point about rotating uh, not well enough. Obviously, the Bulls didn't last night. And those other guys stepping up, and that's what happens when Embiid and Harden are out there. There's just a lot of space for the rest of the 76ers, and they took advantage. But the Bulls, it, it was just a little perplexing how the 76ers did the same thing a lot 
and Harden kind of got a free run. It just wasn't difficult on him once he got past that initial screen, just going where he wanted to go and feeling out whoever. And that comes back again and again without Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. But I don't think the lack of those guys is a reason for Javante Green to be getting beat on plays again and again or the Bulls' help defense not to get anywhere close to good enough effort. So there was certainly a a lot left to be desired there. But again, these other teams just get two spots on the court so easy against this Bulls' defense and get good looks again and again, and eventually it it wears the Bulls out. If not in the first quarter, you see a lot of these in the second half, other teams just being so efficient. Cody, now that you've seen five games of Harden plus Embiid, how dangerous do they look? I like that team a lot. I really thought the way they're playing, that would be something you'd see next October or November after they have a training camp and a month of practice under their belt. But, man, Harden's exactly what this team needed and wanted. You see why Daryl Morey held out so, so long in that trade and said, I'm not giving Ben Simmons up for anybody or anything that's not a superstar, and the superstar he wanted was James Harden. Got him. You've heard Joel Embiid. Like, I mean, he takes shots at Ben Simmons all the time, like his first two or three media sessions after James Harden got there. He's like, man, I've never played in this much space in a system before. It's amazing. Space, 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 space. Well, that's that's a dig, you know, at Ben Simmons not being able to stretch the floor or do anything more offensively, really, than dunk a lot of times. They're obviously one of the best passers in the game. Um, but in many ways, Harden just elevates these guys, and it's working for this 76ers team right now. And again, their schedule hasn't been the most difficult yet, so I'd like to see if they get a series of tough foes here, if they can hold together on the defensive end, what they can do uh, sometimes if if Embiid's not having a great night or someone can at least slow him down a little bit. But this is a team that I think you got to put up there in the East right alongside, I think, probably Milwaukee at this point for, for the teams you like the best chances coming out of the East. Is there a connecting thread on why the Bulls are on a five-game losing streak? Yeah, they're playing good teams. I think people a little bit, Lawrence, have overreacted. Like, I don't know. What do you think people's reactions would have been if those five games before the All-Star break when DeMar was saving them against the Spurs and the Kings, if they were just mixing in one win, one loss against a more balanced schedule, I don't think people would be freaking out as much. But we tend to freak out sometimes when five game losing streaks happen just because it seems like the end of the world. But I think that's, that's the main common thread. What, what DeMar was covering up um, the bulls flaws with his heroics late in games, his high efficiency. uh, He's just not quite as efficient when the defense is a little better. And all of a sudden he's not bailing you out in the fourth quarter. And it seems like the sky is falling. So I think a lot of it has to to do with the competition. The bulls are playing right now. We saw this, was going to be a tough spot out of the all-star break. But, you know, that's what the Pistons are for on Wednesday. Bulls need to go get that one. And I, I think maybe some of the the concern maybe will be scaled back a little bit. Yeah, but have, haven't the Pistons been playing better ball, though? Kate Cunningham's been really good, too. They've been playing much better basketball lately. I think they what got a win against the Hawks last night in some last-second drama in overtime. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Pistons are playing better, but it's still, it's still a game the Bulls got to have, right? Like if you're going out there and worrying about being scared of the Pistons or not, not performing against them, then I think you could really put up the, uh, the red flags of concern for the Bulls because whether they're healthy or not with, with guys like Ball and Caruso and Pat Williams, they need to go win this game in Detroit. And I think the Bulls will come out with the right mindset. They got a day of rest. Uh, but they just they just got to get back to to right in the ship a little bit with a few wins. I think they'll be okay and hang in there. I think this is just a spot in the schedule, really. 
in the season for the Bulls where fans win, the Bulls are in first place at the All-Star break, you think and dream of the one seed, and this is kind of the Bulls coming back to the reality. If if you view it through the prism of can the Bulls, you know, still go out there, earn the number four seed, have home court advantage in the first round, they're still fine. They are not fine in the chase for the one or two seed in the East. I don't see that happening unless something crazy happened or the Bulls got really hot or really healthy quickly, and I don't foresee either of those things happening. So the Bulls are still fine in the sense that they can go out there, earn home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs if they can just right the ship a little bit, um, get out there, get some guys back, play better basketball, and still put themselves in a good position in a first-round series and have a chance to make a little noise. But, but yeah, that one or two seed seems like it's gone, the dream of that in the playoffs. They are equidistant from the one seed to being in the play-in tournament. Is there any worry that they end up in the play-in tournament? I I wouldn't say it's a it's a non-zero chance of worry. Yes, but they still are four clear of the Raptors um, for that seven seed in the loss column of the play-in tourney. And you look at that number. The Bulls have one game left against the Raptors, so that will be a very important game for that. But you got to think at the same time, four games is still a lot for a team to make up when most of these teams have 17, 18 games, something like that, left in the schedule. That's that's still a big climb for a team. So I'm not personally too worried about the Bulls falling to the seventh seed. Uh, worst case scenario, I think if you're a coach and Billy Donovan, like all these things could be in the back of your mind. Like it's, again, it's possible in a collapse, but I would not be as concerned with that. It feels like the Bulls are going to be battling in this four, five, six mix with the Celtics, with the Cavs. And, you know, you want to get out of that that six seed for sure if you're the Bulls. You don't want to be there because the Bucks, if they put the pedal to metal here, should end up with the three seed or or someone like the Heater 76ers would end up in the three spot. If not, if the Bucks finish strong. So I think that four five range is what the Bulls got to be uh, having their sights on at this point. But I wouldn't be too concerned about falling into the play-in at this point. That that sounds like maybe a topic of a conversation in one or two more weeks, so Lawrence, if it keeps going poorly. How would you assess Tristan Thompson since he's been here? Well, he talks a lot. He's he's a he's a hoot when it comes to uh, post-game interviews, right? Like he's he's very loud and very convicted in everything he says about this team. And I think on a night like Vooch being out, he was just asked to do too much last night. You know what I mean? Tristan Thompson's not a guy who can go out there and defend Joel Embiid well for 35, um, 37 minutes in a game. So I like Tristan Thompson when he's the Bulls' eighth or ninth man in providing um, offensive rebounding and energy off the bench, kind of like he did in the, the first or second game. I don't like Tristan Thompson being a starter for the Bulls. That's just asking him to do too much. You don't rely on players that got bought out usually late in the season to play huge roles for you. And when you go back to the Bulls-Bucks matchup on Friday night, the the Bulls started him with the two-big lineup look because they wanted someone to be able to defend Giannis when the Bucks have a lot of size. And then he got the call against the 76ers because Vooch was injured. But he he's being asked to do too much when he starts – when he's in an energy role, I, I like what he can provide for this team. So, um, again, everything comes back to health and everything. But I think I think Tristan understands his role in, in that sense. He He's crashed the glass very well early on, and I think he can keep doing that for this team. Cody, as always, I appreciate the hard work that you put into covering this Bulls beat. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yep, thanks for having me. 
That's Cody Westerland. Check out his work on 670thescore.com. By the way, the bottom of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. We've got a lot of football stuff to talk about, including the breaking news that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. I'll discuss that, and then Big Ant will join me at 1. If you love football, the next two segments are for you here on The Score. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It has been quite the day in the NFL. I'm really happy that we we called an audible like a little bit before the show. Brandon Fryer and I were like, we should probably change up what we're going to do. Like you notice we didn't do top five in the regular spot that we would do top five, which would be now. That's because there's even more news. Now, Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos. What did he say? Yeah, I said it. I said that Russell Wilson, according to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, he has been dealt to the Broncos. So, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like the Broncos had their package ready. And once they found out Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming to Denver, they were just like, well, Seattle, would you like all of these number one picks? Because I imagine it's got to be multiple. Didn't they trade away two multiple two first round picks for Jamal Adams? So you got to at least get that back from the Broncos, I would think. And maybe one of their quarterbacks. We're waiting to hear what some of the details are on this. But this has been a day in the NFL. This is a complete shift of power too but it makes the the nfc west a little less interesting and makes the afc west the division to watch next year that's insane and then of course the bad guy is back aaron Rodgers has decided that he's going to be back he told pat mcafee pat mcafee told the world Then everyone else tried to take credit for the story that Pat McAfee broke, which is some BS, but I digress. 
so Aaron Rodgers is, is now got a new deal with the Packers that's worth $200 million and guarantees him $153 million. The way that that gets. Yeah, the way. <laughs> The way that that guarantee works is interesting, and I've seen some people on the business side, the folks that really understand the cap, say that he may have been able to do it in a different way and and allowed himself some freedom, along with having it be not cost prohibitive. Devontae Adams then gets tagged with the franchise tag, so those two guys are back together the way – well, I'm – I'm sure Devontae would like a deal done, but he'll be back with Aaron for at least one year. What happens with Jordan Love now? Is he just going to be the backup? Or is he going to be traded as well? If you were Jordan Love, would you just be like, I'll just stick around for a little while until Aaron gets mad again? Or would you want to get your opportunity, even if that opportunity came, maybe maybe now you, you trade Jordan Love to Seattle. Maybe that's what you do. I don't know, but I'm going to talk with Big Ant about all of this stuff. We needed a football expert. We got a football expert. Big Ant Heron will join me to talk about Russell Wilson and mostly about Aaron Rodgers and whatever. Oh, yeah, there's also the Calvin Ridley story. So there's a lot of NFL stuff for us to discuss. We're going to keep it close to home talking about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but damn, this league just never sleeps. Big Ant joins me next here on The Score. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 